is the Success in Christ podcast, and I am your host, Legenia Bearden. Let me ask you a question. Is God calling you to something greater, but fear is holding you back? Has God given you ideas and visions and dreams of doing something you love or have a deep passion for, but you're just too afraid because you feel like you can't do it? Well, my guest and I are here to inspire you, to encourage you, and to give you real-life application to help you step out in faith and believe God at His Word. Welcome to Success in Christ. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first episode. That's right, the very first episode of Success in Christ podcast. I am your host, Legenia Bearden, and today we are talking about what to do when God says no. And so when I was questioned about this topic, I immediately thought of the story of David. If you know the story of David, you know that David, uh, right before his passing, he had a desire to build the temple of God, build this beautiful, elaborate temple for the Lord. And as he was preparing to do so, God spoke to him and told him no that this was not a task for him to do because of all the blood that he had shed. But instead, his son Solomon was to fulfill this great task of building the temple for the Lord. So what did David do? David yielded to God's will. And so when he did so in yielding to God's will, he called in his son and he told his son what the Lord had told him. And he began to make preparation, do the things to help his son. He he gathered silver, he gathered gold and bronze and this the best wood and, and got all of these things together so that his son could build this great temple. But he told his son, he said, may the Lord give you wisdom. May the Lord give you understanding and give you charge concerning Israel. And then he said, God will prosper you. But what you have to do is fulfill God's statutes and his judgment. And he went on to tell those that were helping Solomon to build the temple. He said, now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord. So. What I am telling you right now today, I am encouraging you to seek God. When God tells you no, number one, you say yes, yield to his will and seek God for what it is he has planned for you. And so today we have with us Robert Butler. I met Robert last week. That was last, um, what, Monday was it? Tuesday. Tuesday. Last Tuesday, both Robert and I had to speak at UCA's Judah Corral. Uh, We spoke to the students there on campus, and he had an awesome testimony. So I thought it would be great if he came on to Success in Christ podcast and shared his story with us. Um, He is a young man that is doing a work for the Lord And he has, again, an awesome testimony that I know you will be inspired uh, by when you hear. He is um, a representative of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Little Rock. And he, on a daily basis, he goes to several of the local schools, uh, the juvenile detention centers, and he talks to the young people there. And his whole mission and goal in life is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, this is a, it's, it's awesome, number one, because he's a young man. He's a young black man. Um, and I keep saying young, but tell us how old you are. 26. 26. As of 26. Last as of last week. So happy belated birthday. Thank you. Um, and you, you don't get to hear, you don't hear that often, at least I don't, uh, where young men are giving up all to 
spread the message. And uh, I'm going to let him go ahead and take over here on and tell him a little bit, tell you all a little bit about himself and what it is that he does and uh, how he got to the point to where he is right now. So welcome to the show, Robert. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, so tell us, first of all, tell us where you're from. Okay. So I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois. Okay. Um, I lived there until I was about eight years old. Mm -hmm. We moved... Uh, we moved from Chicago because my dad was uh, in the gang. He was a gangster disciple, and him and my mom both were drug dealers. And uh, mm -hmm. and we relocated after my dad had some situation there. We moved to Minnesota, so I consider Minnesota home. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, so yeah, Minnesota, I say. Okay. And how did you get here to Little Rock? I ended up here in Little Rock. Uh, I came here for grad school two okay. years ago. I came here. Uh, I had got a GA ship. Okay. To UCA, uh, they paid for my graduate school, so mm -hmm. uh, that just, that was a god thing. That's a long story within itself, but mm -hmm. yeah, and uh, so yeah. Okay. All right. Well, great. So I want hey I want to get to this testimony because um again I heard it last week. It's an amazing testimony of um just stepping out in faith, which is one thing that this podcast is about: stepping out in faith and believing God for what mankind or even for what we see or say is impossible and knowing that all things are possible through Christ Jesus. So go ahead and start. Um, tell us a little bit about you yourself. Um, you can start all the way back from wherever you want to okay. and um, how you've gotten to this point that you're at right now in your life. Well, just to give a uh, context before I go into details about the story that I told last week at UCA, uh, I feel like I have to share a little bit about my past because I am uh, just another black kid who uh was raised in inner city inner mm -hmm. city chicago inner city minneapolis mm -hmm. uh like i said both parents were drug dealers and uh and there was one point when uh, i was a kid growing up in inner city all you see is uh when you look for a role model as a black male my dad went to prison um later on became a drug addict and so when i looked out into the world for black role models it's either your drug dealer a gang member or uh, a pimp or something, yeah. or you could be an athlete. Mm -hmm. And uh, and what happened for me later on in life as I advanced uh, through grace, God's given me, a, he gave me ability to play football. I ended up earning a scholarship to play college football. But through the grace of uh, God, he kind of shifted my perspective as I was going through college, uh, which was uh, I wanted to see something different in the world. Like uh, I always tell my friends, I'm, I'm going to go back to the hood and we'll go back. And they always laughed at me because I'm like, I want kids to see something different. Mm -hmm. And so uh, God always had that passion. I always had that passion burning in my heart. But I always thought I was going to be when I'm like 35, like successful, accomplished or something, and then go back. Mm -hmm. uh, God had other plans, right? Uh, when he brought me down here to Arkansas, uh, I had no initial plans of staying here. My whole plan was two years, get this master's degree. And get up out of here and go wherever God has next. So uh, this brings me to the story of uh, of what I shared last week, which was uh, like 2016 mm -hmm. was probably like the best year of my life. Like, hands down, like best year of my life. Everything I could imagine happened. Like, I remember uh, being 17 years old, 18. I found out like I found out what TED Talk is. Mm -hmm. uh, well, found out what TED Talk was and uh I kept telling my friends, like, I'm going to do a TED Talk one day. I'm going to do one. You can even, I have a 12-year-old sister. I remember telling her, the summer of 2015, it's coming. I feel it. It's mm -hmm. coming. Uh, the opportunity came in 2016. Grad school, um, did a TED Talk, and 
next thing you know, they open up a bunch of doors. And um, colleges are, like, now bringing me in to speak. And mm -hmm. they're paying me for this, like, paying me $2,000 a gig. And so I'm like, man, I'm speaking at different schools around the country, going to these uh, different high schools mm -hmm. or, or whatever. And uh, and they're paying me, too. And so I'm like, man. And um, at the same time, I'm getting a master's degree. I got my professors calling me, like, you supposed to be in class. Where are you at? I'm like, well... Right. And I'm getting paid. Wow. And so it's, it's, <laughs> right. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So yeah. it was just a good year. And then everybody come up to me like, Rob, you know, you these goals, you know, you, you are goals. And then all of a sudden, uh, January, I started dating this very beautiful woman. Um, and um, just very grateful for her. And I'm like, man, this is the woman I'm going to marry. Like, this woman I want to spend the rest of my life with. And, uh, and so all these great things is happening. I got people, like I said, come up to me, Rob, you are career goals, you are relationship goals, you know, you are this, mm -hmm. you are that. And uh, and it was just great. And it was just, uh, I remember uh, towards the end of 2016, uh, it was weird. I just came off, uh, I just got done speaking uh, at the stadium where the Razorbacks play at. And I've spoken probably in front of like 3,000 people. Mm -hmm. I remember coming off the stage, and I'm like, man, like this is everything I want. Mm -hmm. Like everything I want this year has just been great. Like, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, I'm like, why do I feel so depressed? Mm -hmm. I just felt so miserable. I felt trapped almost. Like, wow. Um, <laughs> and I just wanted to like quit everything. I remember like, I'm about to forget all this. Like, I don't want none of this. Like, if I feel this miserable, like, why am I so miserable? So, was it something that hit you at that moment a after you spoke and? in front of these in this large crowd of people no it wasn't exactly it was kind of a build-up because i i live on these highs and these lows it was kind of highs and lows where uh and when you when you're so in the mode of chasing to mm -hmm. get one thing so my thing was i i'm like oh, i just did the ted talk now i gotta go speak at this university or i gotta do this thesis i gotta get the thesis published oh i got to get i got this girlfriend now i gotta continue to keep this relationship going and so i'm like chasing all these different things and then like it was a it was like moments of highs and lows these mm -hmm. yeah i'm living off the highs and lows and that was probably just the lowest of low cuz i'm like this is everything right mm -hmm. i'm in front of like this is what i imagine when i tell people like oh i'm going to be a motivational speaker one day this is what i imagine like mm -hmm. speaking in front of like forget the TED talk like i imagine like being in front of big crowds mm -hmm. audience like this wow. and, and getting paid to do it and um next thing you know um I'm sitting. I'm sitting in a therapist's office. Like I need help. Mm. Like there's something wrong with me. Wow. Like, like I'm just not happy. And uh, mm. I just I did that. And also, I was like, okay, God. Like, uh, and I felt God was telling me, Rob, you need you need to rest in me. Just rest in me. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't rest. I kept going. Kept doing one thing after another. And one day, I was riding on the highway, I-40, and uh, there was this car that ran me off the road. And I crashed my car. Mm. And uh. And I had no car after that. So for a week straight, I had to sit at home with God mm. in my room. Like, honestly, I got along with the Bible. That's all I did. I got along with that book. And uh, I just got along with God. I just asked God to speak to me. Mm -hmm. And God is amazing. Sometimes yeah. he'll just put us in that position where we have nowhere to look but up. Yeah, you know, exactly. We have no choice. And exactly. he has to sometimes do that to make us be still. That's exactly. amazing. Yeah, so he just took everything. And... uh <laughs> And next thing you know, I'm like, okay, God, I'm yours. Like, what what do you want? And uh, and I felt God was telling me, it's something you got to let go. Like, mm. like you got to let go of some things. Because my initial plan was like, hey, I have this beautiful girl. 
she got uh, into law school down in Florida. And I'm like, man, like, okay, I'm going to be here for a year. And then I'm going to go to Miami mm-hmm. and go marry her and be with her. And I, I felt God saying, no, that's not what I have mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. And this whole consulting thing, this whole consulting company. So God said no. Yeah. God <laughs> said, start saying no. And mm-hmm. I fought it for so long. I was fighting and fighting and fighting it. And one day, uh, I was like, man, I, like, eventually I'm about to choose to either be obedient mm-hmm. to what God's doing. I'm going to have to go do what I'm going to do mm-hmm. and live the consequences of it. And, uh, and I didn't want that. Mm-hmm. I didn't want that. And so he said no, and um, I let it go. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was like, okay, God, what do you want for my life? And I felt God saying, like, man, instead of you traveling the country, going to speak to all these other people, you're going to go out to the city of Little Rock, and you're going to reach out to people that nobody wants to reach. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt God send the word rejects. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to go reach the rejects. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, why? Like, the rejects. And he, and God showed me, like, I live in Conway. And while I went to Conway, you go to the schools out there, the high schools and stuff, there's, like, nine different programs, ministries going into those schools. Mm-hmm. But then there's, like, how many have several different schools here in Little Rock, and they don't have one Not ministry one. or anybody going in there. Right. And mm-hmm. so... uh God was showing me, like, you're going to go reach those kids, and you're not going to get paid for it. Like, you're going to go do it, and you're going to mm-hmm. depend upon me. So I'm like, I felt God saying you need to move out to Little Rock. And I'm like, God, I don't even know nobody in Little Rock. I'm not mm-hmm. even from Arkansas. And uh, but I committed myself, like, okay, God, I'm just going to be obedient. All of a sudden, um, um, I get a phone call from Mike Rainwater, who owns Rainwater Host in Saxon, and he was just uh, robbed by... Uh, Man, um, I heard about some stuff you're doing here in the city, and uh, and uh, I heard you're looking for an apartment. And I have this place I'm going to rent to you. Uh, I can rent to you for like $400 a month. This apartment's probably almost $800 a month. Wow. It's Yeah, it's in, over there in Chanel neighborhood, so it's pretty nice. And then all of a sudden, all I had was a mattress. Being a guy, uh, all you care for is a mattress. You don't really need nothing else. <laughs> all of a sudden, some woman calls me and says, hey, um, do you have a couch? I'm like, no, I don't have a couch. Um, um, where if you meet me at the store, I just bought your couch, me and oh, my husband. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and then another lady called me, like, Hey, do you own a dresser? God. This mm-hmm. is all God. I haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. Do you have a dresser? No, I don't own a dresser. Okay, well, um, my, my son just moved out for he moved out for college. Um, can you come pick the dresser up? Because mm. me and my husband wants to get rid of this really nice dresser, mm-hmm. and then next thing you know, people buy me sheets and. Uh, another lady said, can we get a key to your apartment? We want to decorate it or whatever. I come home, there's like a lamp. There's pictures hanging up on the wall. Oh, wow. And, uh, God is awesome. God is providing. <laughs> and, uh, yes, he does. <clears throat> and I say all that to say is God just showed me, like, uh, do you just trust me? Can you trust me? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's crazy. We think that when we now be into God or obey God, he's not going to provide for us. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you feel like you lost everything. Mm-hmm. But really, you gained everything because right. now I have a peace and a joy that I can't explain. Right. Like, uh, I give up all that stuff. Like, uh, I give up everything. So I, I literally wake up now and say, okay, God, what are we going to do today? Mm-hmm. Not Instead of me saying, God, this is what I'm going to do. Can you bless it? It's like, no, God, what do you want me to do today? Right. And I'll do whatever. Right. And, uh, and so it's just a faith walk now. And mm-hmm. it's not like I'm trying to control anything. I'm not trying to lead anything. And um, so, yeah, it's just trusting God. Okay. That's the biggest thing. That, and again, that is an amazing testimony. Um, 
And it, what to do when God says no? You know, when God tells you no, he's saying yes to something else. Mm-hmm. You have to say yes to his will. So uh, saying when God is saying no to you, it's not always um, it's not always a bad thing. It can be the best thing that has ever, ever happened to you. So tell me, um, tell us what has changed for you. Okay. I mean, you, you've, you've, you've told us, but yeah. mentally so. You said you, you found yourself uh, in the psychiatrist's office. Yeah. So tell me how have things changed for you, and, and what is it like coming in contact with people on a daily basis that you know God has put you there for specifically and oh, specifically yeah. in these individuals lives what is that like for you yeah so uh in some ways things have changed is uh i think there's a difference between uh i think there's a difference between asking god to bless something and then working within god's covenant mm-hmm. so like most of the time as humans as people in our nature as christians We'll say, you know what, God, I'm going to do this right here, or I'm going to marry this person, or I'm going to pursue this. Can you bless it? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was there for most of my life. God, this is what I want to do. Can you bless this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes God would do it because he's just a good God. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what God showed me, like, there's a difference between asking God to bless something and then also working just in God's covenant. Mm-hmm. And when, when you're in God's covenant, it's God saying, hey, this is what I'm going to do, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a miracle that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have watched happen. And my mind just constantly blown every single day now. Mm-hmm. Like, I wake up excited about what's going to happen today. Like, you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> that's and, how wonderful God is. And that's the thing. I was, <laughs> I, I would look back on my life and I was like, man, I was so miserable, walking in such misery because it's all human effort. And I don't do that anymore. Like, uh, like it's just, it's one of those things where um, even when I sit and talk with the kids now, even when I speak about stuff, like, at first, it, my thing was like, Telling kids, you know, chase your goals, chase your dreams, which is good stuff. Mm-hmm. But now I, I want to tell them, no, chase God and see what God has for you. Mm-hmm. Chase God. And uh, because at the end of the day, that's what matters. Like, I'm 26 years old, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, I have friends who look at me now and even some family members. They was like, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Like, it's no brainer. Miami, Arkansas, mm-hmm. you know, lawyer. <laughs> yes. Single, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, like, what's wrong with you? Like, I never heard anybody say, I'm about to go on vacation in Little Rock. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever said that. <laughs> like, a matter of fact, I heard a guy told me, a pastor who told me, like, uh, man, after 3 o'clock, I don't go into Little Rock. And um, and and so, you know, they tell us when you're in your 20s, man, uh, it's the time to be selfish. It's the time to, you know, it's, life is all about you. You know, be selfish for yourself. And, uh and that's why I was at, but I don't want to be there no more. Like, I, like my life is not my own, right. you know, and uh, it's all about being a servant for others. Right. So, uh, so God has given me a gift. And I, I just want to use it to impact the youth here in Little Rock and just make a difference in their, a difference in their lives mm-hmm. and let them know that they're worthy and God has a plan for them. Right. And so, are there um, is there any particular young person that? you've touched or you've come in contact with that um, has kind of set things in stone for you that have made you have that epiphany. Yeah, God, this person is why I'm here. Mm. Is there any, any particular young person that you've come in contact with that is, has done that for you? Yep. Yep. I, matter of fact, you don't have to, you don't have to tell us their name. Or okay. <clears throat> well, matter of fact, uh, it happened the other night. Cause one thing I, I do is uh, on the weekends, I volunteer my time at the juvenile detention center. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, and that's something I've been doing for the last two years. But this, for some reason, it was different this time. It's the first time I've been back since um, God has kind of just awakened something in me. Mm-hmm. I went there, and usually I go, like I said, I speak to the boys, like, man, you got to have dreams. You got to go. Like, I was sitting there with these three boys on Saturday night, and uh, and for the first time, I'm sharing with them, but I'm speaking. Mm-hmm. But the stuff I'm saying, I know it's not me saying it's God speaking through me to mm-hmm. these boys because the boys were so attentive to what I was saying. Mm-hmm. And usually I always give the boys a card. Mm-hmm. I say, hey, here's my card. Please call me when you get out because I want to mentor you. I had three of the boys call me last night. Mm-hmm. Why they're still in jail. So, usually, I can't even get them to call me, like, after they get out. These boys called me, like, last night after they got... Yeah, while they're in jail. And so, like, I promised the boys, like, hey, if you call me, I will invest my life into making sure you become the man. Because these boys, all three of them, I talk, I'm like, where's your dad at? Mm -hmm. All of them, their dad's in prison. Mm -hmm. And so, I'm like, who's raising you? And they said, oh, it's at the streets. Mm -hmm. And so, for me, like I said, I'm going to say this, like... uh, like I said, I have two brothers. I mean, I have uh, my parents. They were uh, raised me. My brothers up in the streets. So I have two brothers. Uh, I'm 26. I have a brother that's 24. I have another brother that's 21. Uh, my youngest brother uh, that's 24, uh, he's sitting in prison right now, facing a 10-year jail sentence. Mm. And, uh, and, uh, and when I talk with those boys in jail, I think about my little brother. Um, because he turned to the streets just how them boys turned to the streets. And I can't say I was on the same path. When I was 15 years old, I was on the same thing. And it's just one of those things where uh, uh, God sent some people in my life that kind of snatched me up out of that. And uh, and so pretty much I want to do for them boys what was done for me. Right. And, uh, yeah, especially, like, I'm going to be honest, just as a black male, that has, I have a master's degree in education. Mm-hmm. And, uh and I just want them boys to see something different. So they like, yeah, there's a That's drug good. dealer that lives in my community. Yeah, there's pimps. Yeah, yeah, you know, I can be a professional athlete. But then also there's this dude named Rob that I know mm-hmm. who's invested in me and who cares about me and who shows me a different way that I can right. I can value education. I can mm-hmm. value my life. Right. That uh, and so one of the things we say uh, we say is uh, Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, I think if if we if we if we say it matter, we need more people. Black lives, like people as my age, out here actually doing what I'm doing, which is mentoring and pouring into right. uh, the kids. And so, uh, so yeah. Okay. Well, good, good. So, tell us what is something that you would want um, our listeners to take away from your story um, that they need to apply that they can apply to their lives because I know that there are. Um, listeners out there who are contemplating something, God has put something on their heart, God has given them a dream, God has given them a vision, or God has just simply said no to something it is that they want to do, but God has another path for them to take. What advice would you give them just based off of your personal experience? Um, Well, I'm going to share a story that I shared the other night with uh, the students over at UCA. And um, there's a story where uh, there's this little girl doing the Great Depression, and uh, and she goes to the store with her mom, and her mo- and she says, "Mom, I really like them pearl earrings, and can I get those earrings?" And the mom says, "You know, baby, I want to get those earrings, but I'm sorry, we can't afford it right now. It's you know, it's the Great Depression." 
And uh, the girl thought to herself, like, well, you know what? Grandma usually let me earn a dollar if I go to her house and do some chores. So a little girl goes to grandma's house, and uh, she does some chores, and she earns a dollar. And then uh, she's like, I just need one more dollar. So she goes she goes back home. She goes to her dad and said, Dad. She goes to her dad, and she said, Dad. She said, uh, can I do some chores around the house to earn a dollar? And the dad said, yeah, you can do some chores around the house. She does some chores. She earns another dollar. And she's, and her mom takes us to the store and get the earrings. Now, these are the best earrings this little girl has ever saw. Like, she's happy. She's showing them off to all her friends. She's mm-hmm. proud of it. I worked hard for these. You know, like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day, dad comes home, and he said, baby girl, I love you. And she said, daddy, I love you, too. And the daddy said, if you love me, baby girl, he said, let me get the pearl earrings. Mm-hmm. And she said, daddy, I love you, but I can't get these earrings. And the daddy said, okay. And the girl's like, daddy, I love you. Do you remember that Barbie doll you got me two years ago? And the dad said, yeah. She said, I'll give you that instead. He was like, no, I want the earrings. Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't give up the earrings. He walks off. A week later, he comes to her and said, he comes to her, he comes to her, he said, baby girl, I love you. She said, daddy, I love you too. And... um. The dad said, if you love me, give me the earrings. Mm-hmm. She said, daddy, I love you, but I can't give you the earrings. The dad just walks off. And so a week later, the dad comes home. He sees his baby girl in the room crying on her bed. And he knows the earrings are not in her ears anymore. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to her. And he already knew kind of what was going on. He seen her fist balled up really tight. And he said, he said, baby girl, what's going on? And she said, daddy, I love you. And she started to open her hand and extend it over to her, her dad. And it was the earrings in her hand, the mm-hmm. pearl earrings. And um, and while she's extending her hand, the dad reached into his back pocket. And and um, as he's handing over, as she's handing over the earrings, he hands her a pearl necklace with shiny pearls on it. And he told his daughter, he said, real simple. He said, baby girl, he said, I've been waiting to give you this gift for a long time. He said, but I wasn't going to give you this gift until you trusted me and willing to let go of the fake thing so I can give you something real, mm. something better. Mm-hmm. And he said, I never asked you. I never asked you, do you trust me? I asked you, do you love me? Mm-hmm. But the way to show love is by trusting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so it's like in your life, if you really trust God, be willing to let go mm-hmm. of what you hold on to so he can give you something that's better. And you, it might not feel like it. Like I'm pretty sure the little girl did not think like, man, my dad has something better for me. All she was thinking about is I'm letting go. She's focused on what she was losing, mm-hmm. not what she's possibly going to be gaining. Right. Matter of fact, uh, and that's a problem. We don't see God as a good father. We don't see him as uh, a father who can be giving us something better. Mm-hmm. And, we don't, and, and it might not seem that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so the biggest takeaway I say, man, is uh, if God's convicting your heart to let go, let, let go of whatever you're holding on to, mm-hmm. no matter how good it seems, no matter, no matter how bad you want it, um, and th- I promise you, life is a lot more fun that way. It Just, is. It's a lot more fun because it's a lot of people that's miserable working jobs they don't want to work or um, doing something they don't want to be doing or or probably doing something they want to be doing. But God said, "I got something better," and you don't believe that He has something better for you. And uh, mm-hmm. man, that's my take. That's my take. Okay. So, so life for you now, uh, like you said uh, earlier, you are at peace. Yeah. You're happy and you anticipate what God has for you on a daily basis. Yeah. Because you don't know. 
It's miracles. Yeah, it's miracles. That, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us, for sharing your testimony, for encouraging all of our listeners. So tell us, how can we find you? If there's somebody that wants you to come to their church and speak to their youth or come to their school or any organization and mm-hmm. speak, um, let us know. How, how can we find you? Yeah. Um, so I have my social media. I'm going to be honest. I'm not a big social media guy. Mm-hmm. I have social media, but I don't really <laughs> use it too much. I should, especially being young. Uh, but, man, my social media, uh, Facebook is uh, Robert D. Butler. Uh, Instagram is built to, like, the number two, last, underscore, 311, underscore. Uh, but another way to contact me is, uh, you. I can give out my number, phone number. Is that cool? Okay. Uh, the biggest way is probably just call me or send a text message uh i'm old school that way six five six five one five two eight four seven four seven six five one five two eight four seven four seven and uh i'll say yeah that's the biggest thing okay well awesome well again thank you robert so much for joining us today in our success in christ podcasting this episode titled what to do when god says no And so as we learned from Robert today, what to do when God says, no, we have to say yes. We have to say yes to his will, yes to his way, and surrender everything that we have. Um, As you heard in his testimony, he gave it all up. Last year was one of the best years of his life, and he gave it all up to fulfill his purpose, fulfill his destiny, and do that thing which God has set forth for him to do. And like he said, he is living a life of peace of happiness, and it's an unexplainable joy. And um, the Bible tells us that God gives us a peace that surpasses all understanding. His ways are not like our ways. His thoughts are not like our thoughts. So we can't conceive in our mind how we can have happiness but lack material possessions. But it all has to do with your faith walk, your relationship with God. And his love is so enormous and he is so big that it it takes the place of anything material. So again, Robert, thank you for sharing your testimony with us. I know that it is going to be a blessing to all of our listeners out there. And I want you guys to please share this podcast with someone who may be struggling with the decision to say yes to God's will, even though God is saying no to something it is that they are wanting to do. And right now, I want to pray with each and every last one of you that are listening to this podcast. So if you're in the middle of something, if you could, please just stop right where you are and let's acknowledge God. If you're driving, please don't stop (laughs) until you get to a stopping point. But I do want you at some point to just stop and let's acknowledge God together. Um, The Bible tells us that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but that he's given us the spirit of love of power and of sound mind. So right now, let's pray against those things that may be blocking us or hindering us from fulfilling our destiny. If you would, please let us pray. Most gracious and heavenly father, Lord, first we want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for another day that we know was not promised to us. Lord God, we want to say thank you for watching over us last night as we slept. 
Now, Father, I lift up my brothers and sisters to you that are listening to this podcast. And I ask right now in the name of Jesus that you help them, Lord God. Help them, Lord God, to uh, have their will to line up with what your will is. Lord God, that whenever you are telling us no, help us, Lord God, to say yes to your will. Father, we realize that in you, we cannot do anything, but through you and in you, we can do all things. Your word tells us that to acknowledge you in all of our ways and that you will direct our path. And right now on this day, Lord God, we are acknowledging you. We are acknowledging your presence in our lives. And we are acknowledging that we need you, Father, right now to move forward and fulfill our destiny. Right now, Father, I pray that you touch each and every listener right now, that they will, Lord God, step out in faith and believe you at your word and know that you are going to take care of them and that through you and in you, that they will be able to achieve and accomplish all of those things that you have set forth for them to do. You told your son, Jeremiah, to go out and fulfill this destiny that you had on his life, even before he was born, even when he was in his mother's womb. Jeremiah said, Lord, I am a youth. I am too young. But father, you gave him a command. You gave him a charge. Jeremiah did that charge and he was able to accomplish it. Even though there were struggles, he was still able to accomplish that which you had set forth for him. We thank you, Lord God, for the spirit of obedience And we will, Lord God, comply. It is in your precious son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to our very first episode, What to Do When God Says No. If you'd like to read the passages of scripture we talked about, the story of David, God telling him no to building that temple, you can do so by going to 1 Chronicles 22. Remember, subscribe to our channel and leave a review. That helps us get to the top of iTunes charts. We would love to hear from you. So please email us anytime your prayer request or just let us know how you're doing or how you're enjoying the show at info at successinchrist.net. You can also find us on social media at Facebook and Instagram at Success in Christ. The Bible tells us in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 to lean not to our own understanding, but in everything we do, acknowledge God and he will direct our path. I pray for that for you today, my brothers and sisters. Thank you again so much for listening. This is Legenia Bearden signing off, wanting you to remember that yes, there is success in Christ. I love you. Until next time, God bless.